Neve. Yes, Melanie. <laughs> Have you got it done? What, Melanie? Are you all set for the Christmas? I am all set. <laughs> But I'm not ready surprised. to go. I'm not surprised because you are the queen of forward planning. Mm-hmm. So when did you get everything done? Recently. Oh, really? Okay. I know, no, I'm kidding. Um, I actually, I, I'm pretty sorted, I'd say, probably for about a month now. And I haven't even, we're two weeks out at this precise moment yeah. from Christmas Day. Yeah. And I haven't even started. But it'll happen. As we know, <laughs> basing it on every other experience I've had of you in my life, it will happen, but it'll happen at the last minute. Sometimes I just need that last minute push, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, my name is Melanie Morris. And I'm Nee Venice. And this is The Changing Room. And today we are doing a kind of a practical one, aren't we? We are. Today we're going to talk about the 12 ways to Christmas. Because I think... Um, It can be quite complicating. It can be quite daunting. It can be quite overpowering. And overwhelming. Yeah. But there are ways to maybe make things a little bit easier. Yeah. And I think I think when people think first about this time of the year, they think of, oh, my God, how am I going to afford everything to do Mm. with Christmas? Because there's no denying it is a very expensive time of the year. And. If we're to go through 12 ways and and take it in turns, maybe to come up with uh, my first way I would suggest would be money related. And my advice around this would be not to fall into the trap where you feel you need to impress people by spending more money than you can afford. So it might be that it could be your first time with uh, a new partner. It could be a first time part of a work group. It could be your first time going to your partner's family for Christmas. So there could be lots of new situations in new environments that would make you think I need to spend money, a lot more money than I can afford on presents. My advice would be please don't. Mm, Yeah, and I suppose mine would, my first tip, so tip number two, um, would follow on from that. And you know, it's funny because in all my years as a journalist mm-hmm. and as a beauty journalist mm-hmm. and as a magazine editor and everything else, obviously, I see all the commercial ideas mm-hmm. popping into my email box from God, from July onwards. Yeah. And while there's loads and loads of material things out there that we'd love, uh, somebody said to me recently, and it's so true, if you think back, think back of the brilliant Christmas presents you've ever, ever received. And you're probably going to go back to when you were a child and a toy. Definitely. There are not that many as an adult that you go, oh my God, I was so delighted. You know, there might be one or two standout ones, but I bet you there's a sentimental story attached to the material item. And you think in there about like your bicycle or your girl's world or, you know, you can remember those standout present that you got, can't you, as a child? I can remember a dress that I got that I absolutely adored. And then I can remember a ring that my soon-to-be husband got me that wasn't an engagement ring but it was one that I'd seen oh ages ago in a in a newspaper or whatever and he had had to get in touch with the jeweller in London lovely to get the ring yeah. and then of course it was stolen out of his suitcase when we were traveling and he had to get another one anyway okay there was just such <laughs> a lovely story attached yeah. to it yeah that 
of course it stands in my mind as a, as a memorable gift. Yeah. But more for the effort and the trouble yeah. and the research that yeah. went into it. It's a beautiful piece. Yeah. yeah. So my tip is uh, before you go absolutely mad, um, you know, combing the internet or battling the shops or whatever else. Mm. Well, firstly, if you're going to buy, I say buy Irish, obviously. Definitely. And shop local. Most definitely. Um, Amazon do not need your business yeah. unless it's absolutely essential. But I think the gift of an experience yeah. is a thing that um, is hugely underrated and no it doesn't look great uh, when you're giving somebody an envelope but I'm going to come along to that in a minute but I think the gift of an experience and especially I know uh, with my parents Mm. their great grandchildren Mm. it's hard when you're in your 80s to Mm -hmm. know what to get a nine year old or whatever so they leave it to the, the parents of the family mm-hmm. to work out what outing. Will it be a trip to the zoo? Will it be the panto? Brilliant Will it be idea. a Santa experience? Yeah. And my parents cover the cost of the outing and the treats that go with yeah. it. And like that is something the kids now look forward to. Yeah. Like and, mad every year. And it's something they'll remember. Yeah. yeah. You know, whereas they're not likely to remember the CD or the whatever the gifts or the piece of jewellery or the little Totally. Trinket. And the unwrapping yeah. frenzy that goes on yeah. in the morning. Kids have so much. I love so that So experience I think is great Mm -hmm. Uh, hotel stays uh, meal vouchers or whatever I think all of those things restaurant uh, gift cards or whatever I think they all work really really well and if you don't want to put the price beside it you can do that you can pay for a brunch or a lunch or a dinner Um, and then the other thing that I always think is you know people go oh it's an envelope but actually also the thing you remember is the beautifully wrapped gift And you can do it in an eco fashion. You can do it in a glittery fashion. You can do it in an over the top fashion. I once wrapped a present in so much fun fur, it looked like a Christmas pudding. (laughs) (laughs) And that went down. It was a tiny little box. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I stuffed the whole thing out and I covered it in brown fun fur and stuck giant black fun fur raisins and custard and holly on it. Um, But I think you can make something, if if you really love somebody and you want to create that impact, do it on the wrapping and choose an experience that they will really Absolutely. love. Absolutely. And, and, you know, even as you're talking there, when, when I'm hearing you talk about experience, it's almost like nowadays, probably the greatest commodity is time. Mm. So to give somebody a gift of something that might mean that you and they, whether it was a parent or a sibling or a friend, you know, something that you would do together. Yeah. That is also like, it, you know, and it doesn't have to be something expensive, but it could be, you know, I give you the gift of we'll, we'll go for a day's hike down Wicklow or we'll go for a manicure or we'll do something that gives you the chance to have that time together. That shows thought and that actually shows it's it's given yeah. your the, your own personal gift of your time. So and that's I a think, good thing too. Yes, the further we go on in life, the more important Absolutely. time becomes. Yeah. yeah. And my father turned 90 recently. I know. And Happy one, birthday, Fred. <laughs> one of the presents he loved most, and actually, if you think about it, it's such a lovely idea, is one of his uh, nieces, who I'd say maybe in her mid-60s now. So, you know, it's not that she's a spring chicken. Yeah. Um, sent him a lovely card with a long letter that she'd typed out with all the news. And because it was typed, it was easy to read. It was a nice, long, chunky letter that he could read a few times, dip in and out of. Very old fashioned. Isn't it terrible that you would think it's very old fashioned? It's a beautiful gift. It is. And I think, you know, maybe not the round robin letter. I know. Yawn. (laughs) But something that's, you know, relevant to the person you're writing to that tells 
of some story I of chat, that. you know, yeah. around, you know, places or people that people have in common. You know, that was such a winner. And, you know, the visit, yeah. you know, to somebody a little yeah. bit older. Absolutely. Hugely popular. Yeah. No, look, at I mean, it's a, I think our message there is quite clear. It's mm. like, just don't get sucked into the, the, the belief that you need to spend a huge amount of money and think about your gift. Yeah. Put a little bit of thought into it. Mm. Uh, there's a lot to be said also. Uh, I went through a phase at one stage of making really boozy mincemeat okay. and that was my calling <laughs> gift. Which well, I'm sure many a house was very welcome to get their boozy mince. As, <laughs> as somebody who doesn't like mincemeat, I would say to you, don't. Uh, I'll eat your pies. jar. <laughs> you can have my jar. Exactly. Okay, number yeah. three. So the third one, I think we've talked there about what we can give to others. This is a, a, a gift that I think that we should be giving to ourselves this Christmas. And it's about encouraging each of us to think about putting better boundaries in place. So Christmas, as we know, is a time that we can feel a lot of pressure to go visit. Here I am talking about, you know, going visit people mm-hmm. after me saying in the last one to, to to give your time. But we're encouraged, I think, at this time of the year to spend huge amounts of time, maybe with our, our extended families or maybe with people that just don't necessarily make us feel the best mm. and there can be a lot of pressure there we you know Christmas can be a time where it feels like a little bit like a melting pot a pressure pot, cooker mm. pot where you know tensions are high and so my thoughts are that we should be putting in better boundaries so that we know we know how to say no when we mean no mm. and you know I'm not saying cut yourself off be a hermit stay at home at Christmas attractive and all as that sounds but I am saying that you know just look after yourself, put in better boundaries and and really suit yourself a little bit more than you might normally do, because it is a time when you need to preserve your own energy as well as that of everyone around you. Could you give us a little tip on maybe how that might play out? So here's the family home and it's all going off and there's three more days of it. How do you manage to carve that time? Well, even when you say there, there's three more days of it. That's when I feel the shiver go down Mm. your spine. I think, you know, short, frequent bursts within the family are the way to do it. So I think, you know, it's much better if you can sort of parachute in, spend some time, leave them wanting more and then maybe go home to your own house or maybe if it's possible to book in to stay nearby the house. But rather than spending, you know, 24 hours a day, five days in a row, like it's nothing to do with your family. It's nothing. It's I'm not saying that all families should be avoided. I'm I'm saying anything but. Mm, mm, mm. However, there is no family where you can actually uh, absorb that amount of time without feeling a little bit of pressure and a little bit of strain. So make sure you have your escape. Make sure you have your out and really focus on making it short, sharp bursts rather than going in and saying, right, I'm here now for the next five days. I'll just hunker down and hope I survive it. Mm. Yes, so a little bit more planning. Definitely more, more planning. And, and you know, if, if the option isn't there to book in somewhere, do whatever, well, then, like, set up you know, other plans set up that maybe, you know, on Stephen's day, you might decide to go for a hike somewhere. And mm. so it's taking you out of the, the, the that environment and putting you into mm. a fresh one. 
definitely get out into the fresh air more. Plan to see people maybe that you want to see as mm. well over the course of those days. So plan it. Don't just go and say, right, I'll just, you know, play it, play it as, as it happens. It's better if you can have the plans in place to know that there'll be points where you'll be able to escape. Well, I think also plans are made to be broken and totally. changed. So yeah. if you need to yeah. change them, yeah. that's possible. It's always an option. Yeah. But I suppose my little embellishment on that and my point four would be um, to embrace the imperfection that things aren't going to be perfect. Exactly. That somebody's going to forget to put the turkey in the oven yeah. <laughs> or something's going to spill or break or somebody's not going to be in the best of form or somebody's going to drink too much or whatever it might yeah. be. But or I think, all of the above. <laughs> or all of the above, maybe even at once. But I think if you are going into a situation with with high hopes and high expectations, yeah. it may be a little bit too much. Yeah. So when you see something, it's a bit like a, I'm a celebrity, which is just yeah. beyond. Yeah. When you see <laughs> the mudslide rolling, <laughs> let it roll past you. Don't yeah. try and defend it. Don't try and step in. Let whatever needs to happen, yeah. happen and just take it as part of humanness. Yeah. And not to over romanticize it, because mm. I think we're all guilty of that. We have the the image, the picture perfect image in our head of mm. the, the, you know, the family all sitting around the table and everyone being very jolly and mm. jovial. And that's not real life. Mm. And so mm. I think that's what I mean about families. It's that like families aren't perfect. There is no such thing as the perfect family. It, but it is a coming together of all these personalities, add in the mixture, the cocktail of the drink and the extra food and the the tension or whatever you know you have to be realistic and you have to expect the unexpected mm, um mm. so yeah so no i think you're right i think it, it is it, it's a good point to make is to accept the imperfections and just let it go yeah and yeah. also you know maybe give a little bit of extra leeway yeah. at this time of year because do you know what, <laughs> what? i know you think you're absolute perfection and I know I think I'm perfection but we might grate on people too well maybe there's a possibility <laughs> if you say so so I yeah. think yeah I think wide births and lots of latitude definitely yeah. definitely okay and that I suppose in a sense kind of leads leads me on to my next point and that is to just maybe to acknowledge that Christmas Day isn't always a great day for so many people that, you know, especially and I'm, I'm very mindful for people that have suffered a loss or a bereavement or, you know, had some tragedy during the previous 12 months. And so the first Christmas or Christmas Day or the gathering of people around a table on Christmas Day can really accentuate that loss and mm. can really heighten that that horrid feeling of of missing somebody and knowing that everything has changed and and so the first Christmas and the first Christmas dinner can be a major hurdle and a really big milestone and so more than that what I think what what I'd say to you is to to just think of anyone you know that's in that position and maybe just reach out to them on mm. Christmas Day because that can make the world of a difference just to even know that other people are thinking of you and it might just be a little text or it might be that you've posted a little card or something or given them a little gift or something to um, that they can open on Christmas morning but it's just something to say you know I know today is hard and that's that's really what all you can do for anyone that has suffered a loss or you know a bereavement is just to say, I know today is hard and, and it'll pass. Mm -hmm. It is just the one day and I'm not going to go down the road of, you know, of saying that. But I think it, it's just to be mindful to reach out to people that, you know, might be feeling a bit raw. Mm. 
Um, if I can embellish on that on the next point, which I think is going to be point six, and yeah. it is to do with the um the reaching out to people or the people that may be having a particularly tough Christmas. And yeah. I think a lot of the time it's very hard to include somebody in your Christmas Day plans because a lot of it is so family orientated and so family dynamic sure. orientated. And yes, you may want to do something for somebody yep. who is having a, a different Christmas this year yep. or whatever. And there is always the... Christmas Eve lunch yes, or the Stevens's yes. Day walk, yes. you know, that it doesn't necessarily need to be just because you may not be able to fit You're somebody so into right. your day. Yeah. You can fit them into the festive season. And exactly. actually something like a Christmas Eve lunch or a Stevens's Day walk or a brunch yeah. or, a, you know, a drink yeah. or whatever. It just splits up the ho the holiday season yeah. in inverted commas for them. Yeah. And also, you know, if somebody is having a hard time, maybe they don't Maybe they're not in the humour for major socialising. So true. But something that breaks up the holiday season and injects a little bit of festivity yeah. into their time, I think yeah. is a nice one and to And a little consider. bit of normality as well, isn't it? It's mm. like, you know, we, we love that, that period between Christmas and New Year's because it has that feeling of like that's when you rest and that's mm. you know when you can just completely decompress mm. but that can be a hard time as well for people because you know they're looking at everyone else spending that time with their family and so I think you're right I think that's a lovely idea that give them something else to do to look forward to between you know Christmas and New yeah, Year yeah. And, and that normality can can actually really make a big difference it might even just be a coffee in town or something Absolutely. but just it's yeah. keeping up that contact yeah. without anyone having to go to too many exactly. too much hassle or too exactly. many extremes exactly. or trying to shoehorn somebody I think a lot of the time I'd hate to go to somebody's family Christmas dinner if I didn't know everyone oh for sure and you'd feel you might feel like the sore thumb maybe you won't maybe yeah. it's an inclusive thing anyway that's one and my number seven is maybe you might like to do something different that doesn't revolve around the stereotypical Christmas mm -hmm. and that's okay too even if your mm -hmm. Christmas is totally off kilter if you mm -hmm. want to sit and watch The Simpsons all day yeah. and that's your idea of a good Christmas yep. there is nothing to stop you doing so nothing. and not to feel pressurised into conforming to a hallmark version of Christmas yeah. would you agree? Totally and and actually that's quite in sync with, with my number eight which is is based on that that like you know the situation I'm in where both my parents are dead and, and like I so I don't have that immediate family. I have my husband's family who I, I'm so looking forward to spending Christmas with this year. But I, I also know that there is a, you know, particularly in the the first year after the second year after where you your everything is changing and you have a whole new reality and a whole new idea of what Christmas mm. you're trying to come to terms with Christmas being totally different from here on out. I think you, it's it is perfectly acceptable to say I'm going to do something entirely different. It mm. could be, you know, go abroad. And that's something myself, and my mum did after my dad died. We went, you know, for two years, two Christmases afterwards. Now. I'm glad we did it. I Because I've done it, I know I'd never really want to do it again. It just didn't feel like Christmas. Mm -hmm. But for some people, it can be a great time to go travelling or it can be a great time just to shut the doors at home and lock themselves away. So... I, I think that is important to let people do whatever they want yeah, to do. You yeah. know, don't put your um, your sense of duty onto somebody else. That as long as as you're not offending anyone or hurting anyone mm. or upsetting anyone, then by all means, mm. do what you want. My next one. So I think we're at number nine, are we? Yes, this <clears> is number nine. Is yeah. 
I'm going to get into practical mode. And this is my, it probably stems back from my first question with you as to have you it all done and have I it all done. But however you choose to do Christmas, okay? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. And don't be going back over it because I think so much of the time, you do it, you get it done, and then you see something on TV and you go, oh my God, I haven't got yeah. red table napkins. I, do you <laughs> do you actually need them? Your colour scheme is yeah. blue and silver. Are you sure you need them? Yeah, yeah, Maybe you don't. Yeah. Do, do you need a colour scheme? Do you know? Yeah. I think it's this awful thing that if you're too prepped and you're ready too far in advance, the mind starts to wander. Or you know this thing where you buy somebody a gift and then you go, you see something else and you go, I'll get that for them as well. You don't yes. need to buy somebody yeah. two gifts. You know, do Is it. that going after perfection? Is that... I think it's maybe more? falling falling foul to a little bit of marketing. Yeah. Or a little bit... Influencing. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. And seeing stuff. Um, once you've done it, move on. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough to be an e-Venice and you're over the line <laughs> at this stage, do you know what? Sit back and yeah. relax and get the books in and, yeah. you know, get whatever it is that you want yeah. to do going early because there is no point going into town or, you know, slaving away to add more and more and more. And I find that a lot of the time with the supermarket shop Mm -hmm. that you write the list, you order the turkey, you order this, that and the other and still there's more stuff you think you're going to need. Yeah. It's two days that you're not going to get to a shop. Yeah. Do you Absolutely. really need it? And you see again where I think we're so stuck in the time warp that like there was a time that we unfortunately both can remember that when the supermarkets would close they wouldn't open for four or five mm. days. Mm. Whereas now everywhere's open like yeah. Stephen's Day it's back mm. to normal. Um, so yeah but you're right about the food shop and you're also right about just trying to you know stop the urge to keep buying mm. or to you know be distracted by brighter shinier things. Mm-hmm. So my um, ten point is a is a complete sort of slowdown. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's that this Christmas promise yourself that you're going to rest. And I say this because I actually am always um, so fascinated by the fact that it's, it is actually the one time of the year that Christmas to New Year, when most of the people that we know aren't working. So when you go back to work, different to after summer holidays or after holidays throughout the year, you, it's the one time a year you don't have the big pile up or the big backlog of emails or of work that other people have been doing and have now passed over onto your desk. It is actually a time when you can really just allow yourself to switch off. It might only be for two days, it could be for five, it could be for a week. But I just think it is the one time of the year when you can genuinely give yourself permission to just slow the hell down. And that includes maybe going on a bit of a digital detox. It's the only time of the year I think that I ever um release the phone, release the Instagram and Facebook, mm. release the addiction to, to checking on those because it, it you can see it. It's very visible that everything really does go quiet. So I'm, I'm that would be what I would tap into on that point is just rest this year, slow down and and just know that you won't have that big backlog when you're ready to come back and you will come back more energized, more fresh. There, there's no denying that when you slow down and this refers back to when I talk about meditation or any of these other practices that help us to slow down what we're doing is we're creating 
making space. We're making room for new ideas, new ways of doing things. And, you know, this is a great time to stop and just let all the new ideas flood in. Well, actually, what I'm going to say is probably something that is you can do at the same time yeah. uh, because I think Christmas leads to New Year. Yeah, you're dead right. It's the one time of the year when the world kind of grinds to a halt. Yep. You don't need to be looking at your email. You don't need to be heading into cities if you don't want to, you know, all yeah. of those things. Yeah. And I always think it's it's a nice time of the year. I hate the idea of New Year's resolutions. So I call them New Year's revelations. And I love to put a list on my phone of all the amazingly fun things I want to do over the course of the next year. Yeah. Now, maybe it's a goal that might be a sporting goal mm -hmm. or maybe it's you want to go to a particular hotel for afternoon tea mm -hmm. or maybe it is, I don't know, a particular part of the world that you want to see or a museum you want to see mm -hmm. or maybe it's a new handle you want to buy for the door in your kitchen, whatever yes. it might yeah, be. Yeah. But you yeah. literally just think, and it can be something that can take two seconds yeah. Yeah. Um, or it could be something that, that is a bit of a longer project. But I hate the idea of anything negative. I hate the idea of anything. I think January is a miserable enough time as it is. So why not spend the time of thinking about how you're going to make the year better as opposed to how you're going to punish yourself? Love that. I love that. Um, and I know we slightly disagree on, on the New Year's resolution side of things but I, I just love the idea that you're putting yourself into that positive headspace and I think that's that's a great way and actually that will lead us on nicely to my last uh, which is number 11 is it? No or it's number, number 12. Number 12. Yep. Um, and this is what I think is just the best way to close off the year and it's it's all got to do with cleaning up your energy. So it's, you know, we've talked before in previous podcasts about looking back on the year, acknowledging your successes and your failures and, and all of that's really important. And that's that's, you know, a really crucial step before you get to the next step of creating your vision and then setting your goals and so on and so forth. But before we get to that stage, I love at this time of year to think back on, you know, is there anyone that maybe I upset during the year? Is there anyone that I could have treated better that I didn't? Is there anyone that I need to say I'm sorry to? Is there anyone that I need to forgive? Is there somebody maybe that hurt me and that I'm still bristling from the offence or the betrayal or the genuine hurt? You know, all of those questions, if you can answer them, say, yeah, there are actually and I'm thinking about them. And I I can guarantee you that if you keep thinking, if you're thinking about them now, you're going to bring that energy in with you into the new year. So that's why it's so important that you can clean up your energy now. And the best way to do that is the old fashioned way of sitting down, writing a letter to the person that you um, that hurt you and honoring how you feel. So honoring your feelings and saying, you know, you really let me down this year. You really hurt me. You really upset me. I feel betrayed by you. I wish you hadn't done this. Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever sentiment is there bubbling up inside of you and write the letter to them and get it all out. Get it from the head onto the piece of paper and then tear it up. 
And equally, you might want to do that with somebody that you have to apologise to or somebody that you have to say, look, I'm sorry, I probably could have handled that situation better. Because to be honest, we can all think of situations where maybe we didn't handle ourselves the best way we could have. So the ideal scenario would be that you could pick up the phone or even say to them face to face. Mm. But if you if that's not possible for whatever reason, then again, sit down, write the letter, clear it, clear the energy so that you can clean the energy. And remember that when you're forgiving people, you're not necessarily forgiving the actions of the person. I'm not saying to you that you need to accept that everything they did is normal or is or is acceptable. Mm. But I am saying that if you can just get past that point and just say, look, I'm letting this go and I'm just, you know, I'm not carrying this forward with me anymore. That can be so powerful. So clean up your energy. And ideally do it by January the 1st. Oh, definitely. When definitely. we can all enter a new decade. It's, these few weeks are the weeks to do it. Mm. Because actually everybody is in a more open heart space at the moment as well. You know, and the chances are you're going to catch people off guard. They're going to be surprised and go, oh, OK, thanks. And, you know, don't worry. But you don't have to send the letter you're saying. You don't have to if you don't want to. Absolutely not. And particularly if it's if it's the person that you're angry with and you want to get that resentment out out of your mm. body, then write the letter and burn it or tear it yeah. up or do whatever. But you may want to write write a text. Or a real may, letter. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. may want to contact somebody if you want to apologise. But it's just about knowing what am I carrying with me now that I don't want to carry with me. And I can guarantee you, whether you admit it or not, that everybody has a couple of things that they're carrying with them that they'd rather not. And you're right, because I think if you can sit in a little bit of peace and think about the three things or the three people that are irking you most. Yeah. It's not the people, it's the issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's better to get rid of those issues. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, and in some cases, it, it might actually remind you or it might reinforce for you that maybe it wasn't all their fault. Maybe you yeah. played a part in it. And again, that's OK to realise that too. Don't dwell on it. Don't drag it forward. Don't drag yourself back to investigate mm. it any further. Just See it for what it is and then let it go. So then you're not bringing that in with you. You've made room. You're opening up now to new energy. But more than that, you're just cleaning up all the old stuff. Brilliant. Thank you. That's really, really good advice, Neve, and A nice good. one to end on. Excellent. And listen, Melanie, happy Christmas. And a happy new year, Neve. <laughs>